I mean, it's just going to be very simple. I already started recording. So. Okay. Uh, welcome to Nosy. Uh, I'm doing an episode here at Dosi's, and I'm talking to strangers. Right now, I have... Henry. Henry. What's your last name, sir? Vela. Henry Vela. Yeah. What do you do, sir? I do a lot of things. Oh, I like okay. to do uh, media management. I also work here at Dosis. Oh, really? And I also do photography, um, help businesses market, uh, freelance videography. And wow. I also manage a lot of the campus ministries at TAMIU, uh, alumni groups, and yeah. Just Jesus, a lot of stuff. that's a lot of shit. That's just the tip of it, yeah. That's <laughs> just, just the tip, ladies. Yeah. Or men, whichever, it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, so now, that's the life. That's do, cool. do you take offense to the term of like master of none? Like, uh, because you, you, none. you know, it's kind of associated with people that do like a lot of, a little bit of everything. Do I take offense to that? Yeah, because you you know you, people can say that about your whole career path, a little little bit of everything, you know, master of none yeah. type of thing. No, I don't actually. No, you think it? You do? Would you? Is there no real effect by it, or like do you, do you wear it with like if someone would tell you that, would you be actually to some level of proud of it or? Yeah, I mean honestly, I'm pretty like open and free spirit about things so that like everyone just has like a certain time frame to just kind of do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, right now, like, I'm studying to get a psychology degree. Mm. And bachelor's or master's? Bachelor's. bachelors. I want to get my master's, though. Oh. Yeah. And in, in the same field? Yeah. Yeah? What is it that it interests you in psychology? Um, I guess in a more, like, human way, when people discover more of an understanding of why, like, they react the way they do, or mm. also understanding more of like their foundation of where they come from okay and you want to do like you find it interesting that you find that understanding within other people so you can understand yourself more or no i think just human people just in general bro like i like i've always i guess some people like talking to people and knowing more about them for their own gain but i feel yeah. like it's the opposite for me like there's so many people out there that come from different backgrounds and the thing that I find beautiful in that is that you can learn so much from them. Yeah. You know, like there's so much to learn about every person you meet. Yeah, it is very true. Yeah. That's actually one of the reasons why I started the podcast because mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy talking to people. And when I used to work at Starbucks, as, as mm -hmm. I was there for a while, um, I really loved talking to customers. But, you know, the way it was set up that you couldn't really talk to them anyone yeah. longer than what it took to order. Especially you know? Starbucks. Yeah, especially Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, you know, it's all about just like, making money and like fuck customers but yeah. at the same time customer connection which made no sense to yeah. me yeah and see that's how i started too i worked at uh the local coffee shop before doses uh, flip flop oh yeah, yeah yeah i heard about that place i only went yeah. there like once it was cool right yeah it was a cool it vibe yeah it was cool i like it when they when they had um i don't know you know justin lorenzas or julian julian uh, i forgot his last name martin martinez yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I love when they would like play like yeah, there yeah, that was so cool yeah, that's yeah. actually one of like how i kind of got to know julian i'll see him play there and like at organic man yeah like back when it was like a downtown yeah they also had a greenhouse it was like that tea place by <sighs> where's that bar called rumors rumors uh it was like a sushi hybrid 
burrito place with green tea. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, there, but yeah, uh, <laughs> on that little like plaza area. Yeah, right? yeah, that place was cool. It was dope. I only went there once, and I went to like the tea place up, like I was like upstairs. upstairs right? yeah, yeah, that place was fucking cool. It was super cool. Yeah, I feel like it was way ahead of its time. Though. I know. I'm so fucking sad that like it closed down. Yeah, and, like the vibe was so different. Like, it, it was. was. Yeah. Yeah. It felt nice, like a big playground of just like hipster aesthetics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was super crazy. But um, I'm thank you for you know for randomly sure. joining. Yeah, you no, know, thanks for I know you, I know you had to skedaddle, <laughs> and I was just like, just just give me a couple minutes, yeah. man. A couple I was minutes, like, five minutes, I got it. But yeah, yeah. I'm mostly here, so if we ever do like a longer episode, I'm I'm down. Yeah. Uh, what? If we ever do a longer episode? Oh, a longer episode. I thought <laughs> you said like, longer yeah. episode. I'm like, I don't think we're allowed to drink here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, not here, <laughs> but in other places, yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. love to like do longer episodes and get to That'd know cool. you a lot more. For sure, yeah, yeah. man. It like, was, do, it's do awesome wanna, what you do. Do you want to talk about anything specific? Like anything you like? Anything I like? Yeah. Just like in particular? Or like? Yeah, like anything that, you know, share, share your knowledge, your vast knowledge in something. My vast knowledge? Hmm. I think if anything, especially in our city, people should be a lot more patient and understanding that people are trying to figure themselves out more. Mm. And then, especially coming from like a Hispanic culture, like I don't think that culture. Yeah. I don't think we have that patience naturally in our culture. Um, Yeah. And I think that's something that I've just been kind of like implementing in conversations with people about like, you know, Sometimes they'll feel frustrated with a person and empathy is all only like what you need to kind of understand people more. Yeah. So it's crazy because like you saying that actually kind of hits home for me because I I I also I always give people the benefit of the doubt of like whatever reason it may be. And I remember I was dating this one girl and she did not have that like at all, Mm -hmm. which like blew my mind. Like um, it was like. She was, she was, she had like a lot of like you know, insecurity problems and stuff like yeah. that. So she would always say that she didn't really have a lot of friends or she mm-hmm. didn't have any friends and like no one liked her and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, like, I know this sounds corny, but like, you know, I'm your friend. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm your boyfriend, but like, you're also, for me, you're my best friend. So whenever she became friends with someone and then like there was a slight difference in that person's attitude, like maybe there she's like, they're not texting her or something like that. She'll mm-hmm. get insecure and be like, they don't want to be friends with me anymore like whatever the fuck like like i see them hanging out with other people and all these other things and then i remember i would always give her friend the benefit of that i'm like hey like think about it like maybe she's busy with school or maybe she's you know like she already had plans with that person ahead of time and you know she hasn't had time to reply to you or xyz reasons Mm -hmm. and i remember she would always be like she wouldn't have the patience to actually do that and she would get mad at me because she'll be like um, how, why are you taking their side and stuff like that? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not taking their side. Like, I'm just trying to show you the other side. Maybe, like, you know, so you can tell yourself these things, so you can calm down. I was like, I'm not gonna be your yes man, and yeah. and feed into those moments of insecurity. Like, I'm gonna try my best to be there for you in the way of like trying to calm you down and for you to take care of this feeling in the future by yourself. You know, mm-hmm. like when you're alone and you're having these moments for you to like tell yourself like oh you know what like maybe it's this maybe it's that like i'm just overthinking and i'm like okay yeah but it was yeah. hard it's uh, it's hard because like if you feeding into that it would just be like relativism you know like yeah. 
and am I actually helping you when I do that? And then at the same time, what sucks too is like you always want to help a person, but at the end of the day, it's always just going to be up to the individual to make like that change. That didn't, yeah, you know, like you can only do so much, but yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah, feeding into those things, like. I understand maybe like you know if someone feeds into those moments of you feeling that way like you feel understood or mm-hmm. you feel like maybe you are just you justify it in the way you feel and that's a good feeling but is it really gonna help you like mm-hmm. in the future like in a couple of years or in a couple of days like yeah. that's gonna come back yeah and is that what you're gonna really want like just someone to like feed you those like moments of yeah you are you are right like you know, they they might not be wanting to talk to you or whatever the fuck was going on in that moment. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, too, like in quick defense mechanisms, like, you know, they're so used to just kind of having these negative thoughts that they already make like a routine of how to be defensive about it. Yeah. And uh, anytime you tell them something, they're like quick to jump back saying like, oh, well, now you're against me. You know, if you're not for me, you're against me. All these exactly, things. Exactly. You know? yeah. And that's, I don't know. It's just interesting. That's why, like, I really like people because, I mean. You, you try to understand where they're coming from and everybody's different but yet somewhat the same and I think honestly like what makes a person um, what helps a person become a good person is just learning that we have to adapt to like everybody you know yeah you know we can't be just like one minded because um, then otherwise like that's where like arguments spew if I yeah. if that makes sense yeah but yeah, helping people just has to be about like adapting to how they feel in the moment, not necessarily being in that relativism field, but just being blunt in that moment about what they're going through and yeah. hoping that they make that personal choice to want to improve or work on it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And when it comes what you just said right now about um, like being in that moment of relativism how do you feel like when he says that you said that it like may spirit arguments and stuff like that how do you feel about those people that are they take pride in like that being like that unapologetic unapologetic sorry unapologetic version of themselves like oh i'm just me like i'm just real i'm I'm not trying to like change for anyone and stuff like that Mm -hmm. do you feel like that mindset is like kind of rooted in that or do you feel like that's just kind of like a whole different thing and that mindset of like being this is me and I'm not going to change for anyone type of thing. Like if that's good? Like yeah. I don't think so. Because I, I mean, like I get the concept of people saying, this is me, this is how I'll always be. But then that kind of feels like you wouldn't accept any sort of change in your life. Yeah. And then in some ways, like you wouldn't be happy, you know? And like I was telling a really good friend this past time like change is always gonna happen like you you have no control of like change in outside events yeah. like life is always gonna bring change and you either have two choices of dwelling in the same spot or moving forward with that new change and I feel that when we want to stay it's because we're afraid to let go of the same routines that we're used to um, so in some ways when it's some people say like this is how I'll always be not in a bad way but at least like for me personally I would think like well, wouldn't you want to see the more potential things that you could be yeah you, you know like, something that you could become and stuff like yeah, that yeah like you, you know? never stop learning also, yeah cause when I would when I would uh, 
hear people say that because I've met many people that are like that. The way I would take that is just kind of like you're kind of just stunting your own growth there yeah. because you don't want to accept what other people are going to go through and stuff like that in different aspects. Because um, I don't say this a lot, but I'm also like I'm a religious person. Mm-hmm. And before I wasn't, I was like agnostic. That's how yeah. I say it. And then I was just kind of like thinking about it. And I was like, oh, OK, like, let me practice again and stuff like that. And before, when I was religious, when I was younger with my family and stuff like that, like I took everything like as truth and I would just accepted it all. And I was just like, this is the way I'm going to follow it. Like very like because that's how my parent family was like growing up. They were mm-hmm. very strict on like the religious beliefs and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we'll follow it to like a T. But now that I'm doing it again, I'm kind of like, oh, like I don't really have to follow it to a T. I can just take what I like and exclude what I don't like, mm-hmm. you know, so that's kind of how I've been doing with it. And I feel like it's helping me grow. And yeah. if I was how I was before, like when I was in my like, well, I'm still in my uh, early 20s and 24. But mm-hmm. when I was 20, 21, 22, like I was really not against it, but like I would be like, oh, that's to be an asshole basically it was like oh that's not stupid and stuff like that people that were religious and stuff that's how i would see it but when i learned to like you know accept it and not only accept it but like learn from it mm-hmm. it just kind of makes it better which is which brings me back to what i was saying like it does confuse me when people are just like no like this is this is it like this is how i'm gonna be that's it and i'm just yeah. like you're just you're not gonna learn anything anymore yeah. man yeah it's like i mean it's like imagining yourself that you're born into this room and you want to stay in this room and you'll say this is what I'm used to I like this room I don't ever want to leave but then you don't realize like the room is actually in this huge building that you don't even know exists yeah you know so it's like wouldn't you want to discover what else rooms are there because maybe you'll find a bigger space or maybe you'll find more comfort there like I don't know I just think that you'll find better joy in allowing yourself uh, the change that should happen rather than like being stuck in the mud hoping that grass will grow in that mud so it's like i don't know change is important if you don't do it good luck (laughs) yeah it just blows my mind where i'm just like wow like people are just not growing hi nora hi nora nora just walked in she works right now I asked her also to be on the podcast, but no, she but she just doesn't want to because <laughs> she hates me. I didn't come because it was a pity ask, Mister. I'm gonna get random people. You weren't asking me. Yeah, I did ask you. I was like, I literally texted you before I did the random thing. He's I messaged. He's came. like, it's a, uh, it's because you're random and quirky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's quirky, quirky hours. Yeah. <laughs> So that's like, you know, what you're trying to learn more, like psychology and that and, mm-hmm. and trying to. Yeah, especially in the church, bro, because I mean, like I've grown up in the church environment for all my life. And um, I understand how strict it can be yeah. with all these roles and everything. But I just kind of always felt like discovery was important. Like, how can you fully understand who you are if you're only going by rules? Like, yeah. I think there needs to be some sort of freedom of discovery to understand more of who you are. And so, like, right now I actually um, help administrate this this uh, Christian organization called Alpha. It's like a program. And what I really like about it is that 
the program focuses more on like questions about purpose like everyone always wonders what they're gonna do in life in the future yeah like at least me personally i've had that moment where i'm like fuck i don't know what i want to do like yeah exactly this shit sucks yeah there's so many people that have that same question but they don't say it out loud yeah yeah and they're just kind of like staying quiet and then it sucks even more so what this program does is like um it gets you to ask those questions to get you to go home reflect on it and hopefully you find more purpose in it and it is like a christian program so they do have like some christian questions but it's not like one of those things where like you have a wrong answer like any answer is accepted you know and yeah yeah it's really like a program for misfits or people who feel like outcasted so i think studying psychology and then administrating that it's like complementary i really like it well for what's like the age group in that in that um for the, for the program yeah. it's like ages 21 to 35 and oh wow so like it's just like all like mainly adults like, yeah well, they're all adults so 21 yeah. is already adult wow so yeah that's really that's a really good like that's a like a pivotal age like yeah. in your 20s to like you know early 30s exactly yeah because exactly. like i'm 24 and i've asked myself that question like i think since when i turned 22 mm-hmm. because i was um I've said this a lot of times, but like I used to be like uh, really into drugs mm-hmm. and I got clean at 20 mm-hmm. and then, but then alcohol came to play when I turned 21 yeah. and I fell into that. And I think I just like, you know, have an addictive personality type of thing. Like, I guess because, um, everything I've tried, I've gotten like hooked on to some level. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I, I got better with my, with my drinking at 23. 223 around there and then i was uh still working at starbucks i I was already about to hit like my fifth year Mm. and i was kind of like what the fuck am i doing in my life man like i didn't really have anything going on so i decided to go back to school and i was just like i want to just do something and learn something so i i I paint so i was just like i'm just gonna learn art so then i was just going back to art and that's what i've been doing now and now i'm like uh I work at a different, I work at a restaurant and I'm like a butcher there and still trying to figure out like what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like at least I'm moving forward. Yeah. You know, which I is think that's all we need. Like as long as you know, you have a step that you could take forward, like everything else just kind of follows. Cause yeah. I think that's what like I struggled with too. I mean, cause um, I had studied music. It was all I ever really knew. Like that's what I did. But I wasn't so satisfied with it until I think the experience of doing like church retreats and talking to people like kind of made me want to discover more about the brain, our behaviors. So that's why like I ended up doing psychology now. Um, But also with this program Alpha, like other people kind of feel like they need to be involved with church and being in good faith. But I, I feel like it's the opposite, you know, like. You don't have to be in good standing faith. Like everybody feels like they're screwed up, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what we want. Like we want people to just come and talk about it. Cause I feel like talk therapy is so important and it helps you to kind of feel like you're not alone. Yeah. And even someone kind of gets you inspired to kind of move forward and like say, Oh shit, I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Cause it's like, even if, even if, uh, even if talk therapy um, is happening, like, and you maybe no one has the answers for you, or 
no one has something to say back to you yeah like the the minimum is that at least you feel heard yeah you know? because like you you finally said it out loud you know all mm-hmm. these all these things that you're just been holding in and stuff like that because also especially like here in, in hispanic culture like that does not get yeah said. that does not get talked about like at all and i mean it, it also in personal experience like my my uh, my old my family is hispanic so it was just very much whatever happened well like for mental health issues and stuff like that especially since like me definitely like me my brother and my sister have something yeah you know i I've, i was diagnosed with anxiety and depression when i was uh i don't remember what age but um i remember we finally talked about it when i was in my 20s and well i'm still in my 20s but like you know younger 20s and my dad and my mom were very just kind of like not believing in it you know very very traditional way of like hispanic people thinking that it's not real but then as they saw me going through it and saw my sister also going through something similar um they kind of just started accepting and understanding it a lot more and now my dad even like talks of, talks to us about it like every now and again he'll randomly be like like hey like como estas like mm-hmm. bien? and i was just like oh yeah yeah like everything's cool and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's just kind of crazy that it took it took a few years but yeah you know it's he himself is moving forward in the sense of like understanding that whole aspect you mm-hmm. know it's pretty yeah. fucking crazy same thing too like i mean i've been very lucky that my family has been open to that stuff and um i actually just found out I had ADHD in November oh, wow. last year. Yeah. Oh shit, that's yeah. very recent. Yeah, it's super recent. Yeah. And like, right now, I'm gonna be 27 soon. So like, when I found out from this whole, um, I guess like they kind of have to like go through this process where they need to like ask you questions, like an interview, get to know you to see if you actually do have it and stuff. And so I was talking to them and, and they were like, yeah, you have ADHD? I was like, oh my god like it makes sense yeah yeah and um my brother has it you know and and not only that but i also what's was prescribed antidepressants Mm. because like with the depression sometimes like you don't even know why like you just feel depressed and just all these things and like i wasn't sad when i found out about it but i was like dude nice fuck yeah like i figured it out like it makes sense and uh especially because my family has had a history of like using antidepressants like yeah you know so um i've been very lucky to have a family that shares in that experience yeah because we get to like talk about it very openly and i also feel like it's also important to talk to others about like therapy and medication like it's not it's, it's very stigmatized like yeah it is stigma, but it's insane especially like you know for for hispanic males yes and it's like it's just fucking exactly. ridiculous and then like Oh, what sucks also is for Hispanic women is just kind of like the labeling of like being crazy. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's just like there's no winning. It's like exactly. men like, oh, you're, you're, you know, lack for a better term, like, you know, you're a bitch or a pussy or whatever, or mm-hmm. like you're not manly. And then for women, like, oh, she's just crazy. Like, oh, she's just a psycho and shit like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, just exactly. like, the fuck, bro? We just need, like, we just need <laughs> someone to help us. That's it, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I remember, um, I'm not sure if you listened to this podcast, but it's, um, uh, Doug, no, not Doug. Um, what's his fucking name? Shit, dude, I don't remember his name. But he's a podcaster. But he's like super into like you know um, philosophy and like. But he also does like a lot of psychedelics and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. he he's very introspective, and he put it in a very beautiful way of like, 
like oh like your brain is is a fucking computer you know like we're mm-hmm. essentially computers and shit like that that we're processing all these informations and stuff like that and sometimes you know our, our computers like break down yeah and we need maintenance like yeah you know it's it just happens yeah and it's like we're not perfect it mm-hmm. just fucking happens yeah and it's like technology true. always needs improvement and it's the same thing with us like we always need improvement it goes back to like change what we we're talking about yeah like, exactly full you know? circle baby yeah yeah bingo <laughs> that's yeah. how a conversation is supposed to go yeah for real yeah if you're doing conversations linear fuck you yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> linear bro go it's all around all circles here baby yeah legit yeah man but hopefully the hispanic culture it's been growing better in, in mental health, so I just hope it stays that way. It seems like it is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, like, you know, I mean, compared to how low it was before, there's no way but up, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, like, it just keeps going up. Yeah. Agreed. Yes, sir. Very cool, man. I appreciate but, it a lot. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for, you know, taking your time out because I know you're, you know, on your way to do something. No, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's all good, but I enjoyed it. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Yeah, I'm 100% down. I want to know more of what you're thinking yeah. like that, you know. Yeah, for yeah. for first guest, that was like, you know, really interesting <laughs> conversation. <laughs> but sure, do you yeah. want to have anything you want to plug in, like you know, social media accounts or what you want to do yeah, or what you're doing? I mean, if you want to follow the program and get to know more about it, just follow us on Instagram. It's uh, Alpha CSJ Laredo. Alpha CSJ Laredo. I'll yeah. also put it in the description, guys. Very cool. Awesome. But yeah, nice to meet I you, man. I appreciate it. Likewise, man. All right. Good have luck. a good day, man. Thanks, man. You too. So that was our first conversation for today, and that was our first guest. Our second guest today is uh, Ricky Castillon. Ricky Castillo, sir. Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you that's a Castillon with an N. With an N, Castillon. Yon, yeah. Castillon. N at the end and acento on the O. Oh wow, that's a very unique, like specific. Because I thought I heard Castillo. Everybody, everybody here in Laredo says Castillo, and then if I go up north, everybody says Castellon. Castellon. Uh, Castrion, Castrion, everybody gets it wrong. Castrion, it just sounds like those like weird like '90s uh, startup like a companies or something, <laughs> like a, or a Star Wars character or something. Castrion, Castrion three thousand. Castrion, sir. Yeah. You a Star Wars fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Star Trek at all? Star Trek two, Star Trek two, not as much. My dad and my little brother are big, big uh, Trekkie people. Really? Yeah. Damn, I, I couldn't get into it. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, Star Wars, 100% my shit. Like, my mom got me into it. We were watching, I remember I was eight, nine, mm-hmm. and when I watched uh, New Hope. You okay? Yeah, it blew my mind because I was like, whoa, it's so crazy. Because, like, when I was younger, I was kind of, like, already hyper aware. So I was kind of thinking, like, it's crazy how this came out in the 70s mm-hmm. and how, well, it's still blowing my mind now as, like, an eight-year-old. And it's, like, the year, like, fucking 2006 or whatever the fuck. Right, yeah. You know? It's badass. No, it's so it's still really, really good. I think that first one, New Hope, New still Hope. perfect. It holds up. It's super awesome. I would still rather live in um, Star Trek future. Rather than Star Wars future, but yeah, I mean, I, I like watching Star Technically Wars a little bit better. It's Star Wars is in the past. You know long, what? Long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. That's very true. Yeah, it's very true. See, porque no los dos? We can live in the past in Star Wars, and then in the future in Star like, Trek. Yeah. yeah. What if when I start going into a crazy conspiracy? Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa. man! <laughs> I love it. I love your shoes, by the way. Can you oh, explain them? Yeah. So, um, I got these two-tone kind of um. Waraches, they're like Mexican style waraches. Mm-hmm. Um, I got them maybe two years ago because I was like, I want sandals for the for the summer, but I'm not a flip flop guy. I'm not like a yeah. chancla, open toed kind of 
guy. I, I don't like open toe sandals. I, I mean, I don't I don't judge people that wear them. Of course. But the main thing, because I've seen people do it at, at, at like uh, restaurants and stuff like that, and it grosses me out. Is that they go use the restroom mm. with them, and obviously men have urinals. Yeah. And men are not the cleanest. No, dude. No. So it's you're bad. you're stepping in pee pee. And Pretty constantly, yeah. the pee on the yeah, it's and then sticky. You have, it's stick, yeah, and then just like, oh man, you're getting pee pee on your toes, man. and then you're walking around, and you're walking you're, around, oh, yeah. yeah, and I can see your uñas and your toes just like chilling, and you're like, yeah, walking around being all sticky. I don't know. I don't like to think about it. No <laughs> soporto. I yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you. Yeah, I 100% agree. But I love them. though fucking Thank Mexican guaraches. Well, Thank you, man. that was an already one right there. Sorry. Sorry, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. No, 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 it's fine. It's just like the wires are moving around. Oh, but we're good, we're good. Yeah, I like them. I just think that it, they give um, a different kind of a style. I actually got them on the internet. Mm. Um, and I didn't pay too much for them. Like a normal, way less than a normal shoe, right? Yeah. Um, like a sneaker or something. But my friends were like, that's still a little bit much. Like, because those things, I mean, I was like, what are you talking about? They're so cool. And somebody made them. You know, this and that. So I was like, I'm, I'm cool paying whatever. And then I went to, um, uh, I think I was coming back from San Antonio. Uh-huh. And um, we stopped. My brother was in the car with me. I was just driving. It was just the two of us. And we stopped at Trader's Village. Oh, okay, it was yeah. like a pulga. It's like a, just yeah, like a yeah. flea market kind of vibe. Just because I was like, I always pass it. I, w- I want to check it out. I, w- I want to go see what kind of stuff they've got. Vintage antiques kind of kind of vibe. Sometimes you can find some real gold in there, man. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, and I love hunting for that stuff. So we go in, and I have a video that I can show you later. It's I walk into this one little covered area, little techo, and this guy has like thousands of pairs. Igual, literally like this, the same kind of vibe and different colors and stuff like that. And I hear him talking to this other lady, and he's like. Yeah, yeah. No, these, these. I'll give you ten. Ten, these, nine for these, whatever. And I was like, damn. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Ten, Thanks. nine dollars. How yeah. much did you pay, if you don't mind me asking? Um, le- um, yeah, more than nine or ten dollars. Oh, no, but it was like, I mean, less than 50. But, okay. But more than 10. 10. Yeah. But it's like, that's not even that bad. Like, no, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, if they're coming in from Mexico, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I would much rather pay them that much rather than, like, going to freaking Forever 21 or whatever and spending more than that on yeah. something cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, to be honest, like, the shoes I'm wearing right now, they're, like, you know, $100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like how much sneakers. Se- sneakers sneakers are, like, you know, anywhere. Like, the, l- the cheapest sneaker you can probably find it will probably be anywhere, like, maybe, like, like $60. Yeah. You know? Because even, like. Um, fucking Converse now are like fifty five dollars, dude. Yeah, my yeah. my old uh, art teacher. I'm an artist, by the way. But my my art teacher used to always tell me because I I was a Converse kid. I was not a Vans kid. I was not cool enough to be a Vans kid. But I was a Converse kid. He'd be like, man, in the seventies, those were the cheapest shoes because they're made out of canvas. We'd buy them for a nickel. I don't know what. <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> nickel. However much yeah, you yeah. know how old people talk. But he's like, uh, it's crazy. And I was like, oh no, these are like my nice shoes. He's like. Nickel. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Two nickels and a dime. I bought 17 pairs and we walked and they would melt. No, downtown Laredo because they were made out of rubber and they would melt and we were happy to have them. (laughs) 
that just sounds like he's like a 50s like radio announcer and I'm like break it in just now a nickel for some shoes this is inflation Ooh, <laughs> FBI is oh ruining the country yeah it's crazy he has all kinds of different stories like that from old uh, old Laredo and stuff who he's, is this uh, so this is our teacher Jerry Salazar he was uh, he was a muralist um, from back in the the day um, and so he did a lot of paintings he did the parrots that were on Clark but the oh, okay. that they come yeah. since covered up but um, he's done a lot of stuff and so I, I used to volunteer with him he used to run a uh, like an art camp for kids over mm-hmm. the summers and I would volunteer with him I was like his assistant over the summers working for him setting up all the kids uh, uh, stations and mixing big bowls of plaster of Paris with my hands and filling up molds and unmolding them for the kids to paint and going on H-E-B runs and stuff like that. That was nice. like working for the first time, basically. Yeah, that's re- that sounds really cool and fun because like, I, I'm also an artist. Like, I know, I know. You do? I, oh, I'm wow. A, I'm a, I'm a, I follow you on Instagram. I, oh, I, I thank you. you, man. I'm sorry. But yeah, like, like um, that's actually gr- a great, this is actually making me excited to, to talk more because like, you have the inside look, something that I don't have because it's just hard to get like your foot in the door mm. because at least for me because i'm and i'm an introvert to some extent for sure for because sure. like it's just it's just um how can i say it like yeah you i'm very out there and stuff like that i love doing a lot of stuff like painting podcasting um going out to do stand-up comedy and all these different things but when it comes to one-on-one, like, trying to do something for myself in a sense of, like, trying to get into the art community, I'm very, very shy and very scared because I'm just like, oh, I don't know who to talk to. I don't know what to say. And then yeah. they're like, oh, let me see your work and stuff like that. Like, I don't have a professional portfolio. Like, it's just, just here pictures on my phone, you know? Like, yeah. so. I have an Instagram. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's such, But that's such, um the time that we're in i feel like a lot of times people will get into art and do different stuff because um you know they have talent and they can like do the work but those little things of of talking to people and making connections here and there they're things that like really nobody teaches you yeah and then um yeah you like i I don't know it just takes somebody to tell you like no no here's how you set up your website it's like oh that's a whole bell trying to figure all that out yeah 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 so that's what i would recommend is to have a well what they say to do is to like always walk around with a like a usb with your work on it for galleries and stuff specifically yeah because then if you go into them and you're like oh can i show my pieces in your gallery and they're like yeah can i see it let me see what you're gonna be like check out my insta or yeah. my tumblr so being able to have be like hey take this look through them here are the measurements of all the pieces here are the specs the media that it's made out of and stuff like that and all and my info you know. yeah it, it, it's crazy because like you have to be organized in a, in a very different way mm-hmm. and artists are to. not right yeah they're not they're very, it's very chaotic you know yeah. it's just kind of like at least if you go to my house, that's my, it's like half of it is my, my living space. The other half is my studio. Mm-hmm. So if you go there, there's canvases everywhere. They're on the table. They're on the floor. They're on my counter. So there's not even space for me to cook. Right. Because it's just, 
covered in shit. Uh, that's the life. Yeah. yeah that's, so that's like, what that's what it's like. What I would like to uh, talk to you with is just um, how did you get into that? Like, what drew you specifically to like you know be a helping hand in that community, and then where were your like starting roots like and everything and uh, art in general yeah so i started when i was a kid so like when i was volunteering and working um i say volunteering because it would have been illegal for me to be calling it working because i was a kid i was like in middle school doing that and so because he was my art teacher at that time and so i was learning to draw and paint with him using um there's a workbook a work it's a workbook of, of exercises and stuff like that called Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain. I highly recommend it. It's got everything that you need. Um, I mean, it helps to have somebody who has gone through them to guide you through the, through the exercises and the homeworks and stuff like that. But those exercises, I think, were like key into getting your brain trained to connect your brain to your eye, to your hand, to be able to, like, you know, yeah, it, it's like, the like same thing with like muscle stuff, but you know, like making the connections between muscles in your brain, making connections from like your eyes to your head so you can like distinguish yeah. everything. Totally. And then after that, my other way to get in or my my experience has been just talking to everybody. Uh, I think Laredo has been Laredo is, I think, still learning how to interact with artists and pay them what they need to be paid and uh, how to do all of that stuff in a professional setting but one of the good things is that it's such a small community everybody everybody wants to hang out everybody wants to talk um, I've had a lot of uh, positive experiences talking to people and like just going up to them being like hi how are you I love your stuff yeah cool man and then you, just, you meet people you get friends um, and you just sort of build out your, your network and you become like known even just socially um, and then people want to help you out the thing that yeah. I love about our community here is that we kind of all feel like like underdogs and so like we want to see each other succeed we want to be like hey yeah man let me promote your this let me go to your comedy show I, I was very involved in like the whole theater scene mm -hmm. which was way way bigger before the pandemic obviously but um yeah, and it's still slowly, slowly coming back. Uh, this weekend is the last weekend to see Anna in the Tropics at LC. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a play that's happening. But like back in the day, hu huge communities of people coming together to put a play on. To put a play on, you need like 30 people or something. And um, super excited, creative people working on something, working on an end product, like for no money. Yeah. And that's like what it was like back then. I mean, now since we're like slowly getting back to that place but um it's just like surrounding yourself with cool people who like have that attitude um which of course we should be paid and all of that stuff like that but um in smaller communities you know it takes what it takes it but does, just like yeah. walking around open that's what i say yeah know? because it's, it's also like like um if you're passionate about it and this is what you love you're gonna do it regardless of course getting paid for it helps a lot yeah because it's not about like having money for you can you know have the money it's just so it can be easier to put it back into what you're already mm -hmm. doing because it still sucks when you're doing it out of your own pocket yeah it is just like for fun yeah it's just like it just it's just hard it's just hard in general it is you know because 
materials are expensive, you know, production, especially for plays. Mm-hmm. It's fucking, I, I can't even imagine how hard that might be. Yeah. Because and depending on who's doing it, it'd be different. Um, like there are some groups that have a little bit more money and they can buy the set that comes with the rights to the play and cr- cool costumes. And then they can pay for a storage unit to store all of their costumes and keep them nice for the next show. Uh, and then sometimes, you know, you have a, you get the cast to get the cast together and the crew together to be like, okay, you're going to go home tonight, go to your mom's house, find a sweater that looks like this, a jacket that looks like this, a couch. We need a dresser. We need a lamp. So bring all of this stuff. I promise we'll give it back to your grandma after the show, but we need this, 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 this. So somebody find it. Like, you know. please just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what like I'm saying. Like putting it together. Yeah. Buy, borrow and steal. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like that kind of vibe. That must be like, a little bit more challenging when it comes to I guess like the do you like I'm just kind of assuming this I'm sorry I should have asked this beforehand okay. but like when those moments happen of you trying to like, collect all the, the the products so you can build the set does it ever get like frustrating or, or it can um, it can it can like has a play ever fallen through because of like uh, production mm, problems like that mm, I don't think so I think you just sort of find a way find you a know way. You, and with live theater I think you can get away with a lot because you're already like we're all in we're all in a room pretending with each other right so if you're making a like a short film which i also did in college you know and i I recommend that people do it's super fun but like on film you kind of have to it's more realistic because you're looking at an image a video and it's kind of like you have to be more has to look more real mm-hmm. but in a in the theater as an audience member i think you already understand like we're playing pretend here so you can kind of get away with like listen i'm gonna put a big sheet in the back and i'm gonna paint some shapes and it's gonna look like a city and you're gonna understand that it's this city. takes place in the city yeah yeah or like i'm gonna put some leaves here and there and like we're in cuba yeah, yeah yeah whatever it needs to be there are like artistic ways of like communicating it which is where you know the creativity needs to come in from your from your set people and your prop people. So I like getting a good team together. Super important. So, yeah, because it makes it like the process a whole lot easier. I imagine. You know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, being artistic and creative can hide a lot of like uh, areas where maybe you just don't have a lot of money to do the fancy thing. Yeah, like, we're gonna do the artsy thing instead. Yeah, but I mean that also helps. You know, you know, mm-hmm. it also builds you know uh, imagination and like creativity and stuff like that. So. Big time. Big. W- it's a win-win, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it makes it more interesting. Sometimes w- when you are like, damn, I don't have the money to, to like, just build the thing. I got to find out a way to, like, communicate it a different way. That'll lead you to just doing the more interesting choice as opposed to, oh, well, I'm just going to build the car. It's like, mm, how, do I, how do I kind of invent a new way of doing it based on what I have? And then that's how you get new things. And wow. that's what it's about. Yeah, you know. So when it comes to, like, to your own art, mm-hmm. what is it that exactly that drives you and and pushes you, or even gets you in that creative space? Mm. I think for me, it's like um, it's hard to say because uh, I think it depends on the medium. I've been doing a lot of different stuff with. Uh, like drawing, pencil colors. Well, I, I mix a lot of medias together. So I'll like do a wash, let's say, of watercolor to get that texture down. And then 
uh, pencil colors, a bunch of hatching and cross-hatching to layer it, layer it, layer it mm -hmm. in a bunch of different color. Color is super inspiring to me, getting certain colors together. Um, and then on top of that, I'll put paint pen and I'll put more paints on top. I'll put different stuff. And so it's, because um, I came up through like taking classes and, and um, drawing on the right side of the brain. So it's all very like craft forward, I yeah. think. Like it has to look like what it looks like and like I'm gonna hatch it and shade it just the right way. Um, and I really envy people who can just be like, I'm very abstract and I onto the canvas. Yeah. And it's like, wow, what a beautiful gesture. And it just sort of is so natural and fluid because it's like very uh, of the moment. Yeah, I'm very much like my composition, uh, uh, the proportion of this and in the foreground, middle ground, background. And so I'm trying to loosen up with all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But, um, but just trying to communicate the perspective of coming from our area, trying to communicate that, and then mix that with um, traditions of like high art, I guess. I'm, yeah. I'm all about the mix of like high art, low art. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. super inspired by like folk art stuff, but then also art history. Yeah. Art history and history in general is like super inspiring to me. It's really interesting. Like for me, like when I go to museums and, and, and look at at, uh, at art, like my favorite in any museum, I try to look for like the Renaissance, just because like oh, I just yeah. love, I just love Renaissance art. It's just so fucking cool to me that that it's crazy how it was like all back then, and there's so much meaning and, and depth in a simplistic painting, you know. And then like the history about it, like like the what was the color? I think like oil colors back then like the ultramarine blue mm -hmm. like that was only saved for like the virgin mary's uh cloak because of how hard it was to make that color yeah you know? how expensive uh, how expensive it was so totally. they would just save it for really important paintings so yeah. it's just really cool about that so when you see it on a, on a on a painting you're just like whoa like this artist like spent a shit ton of money just to get this blue like totally. it's, it's so crazy it's and then like, they they have gold leaf on there and it's just like crazy how it's survived like centuries already you know it's yeah. been centuries since this painting has been done and it's still here and you're looking at it yeah you know? it's just it's just so cool it's so cool and those it, it's so different the way that they used to do things because like within society or whatever we live in a society <laughs> uh, but um uh, back in the day you know you would take a kid who has you know some talent and kids are all you know pablo picasso problematic guy but he used to say all children are artists yeah. the problem is that you the problem is staying an artist as you grow up right yeah. but what they used to do um and michelangelo came up this way they'd be like hey this kid has a lot of talent I mean, he was like a prodigy but uh, let me take him away from you and i'll put him in the academy and train him train him train him up and then if you're not michelangelo what would don't happen like in the renaissance era is like you would l um you would start working in the studio of like a more famous artist as his apprentice. Mm -hmm. And then you would just be doing his paintings under his name, but you would be practicing, 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 yeah. practicing in his style, in his subject matter with his clients. And then once you got to a certain level, you could go be like, yeah, well actually I'm starting out as an artist. I know you love this guy that I used to apprentice with. Actually, that painting that you have, I did that. I that did. was me. That was, yeah. It's like, what? But I thought it was the great master of this. Well, he he did the drawing. I did the coat, yeah. And the paint, and it's like, and then so, but like that's all they did. That's why you you look at the his this history and stuff like that. I was looking at something recently uh, by uh, Bernini. Bernini's statues are 
yeah. so face meltingly gorgeous. Yeah. And then I, I was looking it up, and it was like, oh yes, the famous uh, David statue by Bernini, blah blah blah, sculpted when he was 24. Fuck. Yeah. I was like 24. Shit. Yeah. It's and it's crazy, crazy. Yeah. but it's because it's like, oh, that's, that was his whole job. His whole, whole life. Like his whole life, you know, like yeah. from from the ages of like four till till you know 24. Yeah, literally. Yeah. He didn't have to take the SATs. You know, he wasn't yeah. like studying. I don't know. He didn't go to like normal school. Yeah, he didn't. Like, you know, it's just like, but that's also kind of like a genius in this field. But like, you know, absent minded and everything else, you know, totally. Yeah. I yeah. feel like in today's society, they're just um, trying to show you everything. Yeah. So you, you got to be like, a whole person. Yeah. It's like you got to learn all this shit before you can even learn anything specifically that you want to learn. Yeah. You know, so I think it's just insane. Totally, yeah. you're like, oh, I haven't, I don't have time to learn how to, you know, work with marble at the moment because I gotta like learn math, you know, <laughs> like it's just insane. Yeah, I just wanna, I just, I just wanna sculpt marble, 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 marble. Yeah, I wanna sculpt marble. <laughs> yeah, can't talk. It's okay. Yeah, dude, it's like, it's crazy. And where the hell are you gonna get marble now? Yeah, now, how expensive is that nowadays? You know, it is big, and people do it. Yeah, they do. They still do it. It's insane. Mm-hmm. You know. I was watching a video. I love watching fucking YouTube sometimes because they just, they like that whole trying to learn what you like and shit like that, like the Mm -hmm. whole algorithm stuff. Sometimes they give you like really good shit. For sure. Yeah, they gave me like a modernized, a modernized like what what people that still sculpt with marble Mm. and stuff like that. And they just have these like mines of like marble um, fixtures that are just like, you know, well, because it's it's a rock. So they just, it's just a mine of marble and they just like break off these slabs and people just start working on them there. Crazy! It's just fucking insane. It is insane, yeah. and it's like from the earth. It's so nuts. It's just crazy how like everything can just be made, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, time. back then, uh, perp like uh, purple for oil colors was like made out of uh, I think like amethyst gems. Mm, no, wow. just crush them, and then I put oh, linseed oil and stuff like that, and then that's that's your fucking paint. Yeah. You know. But this is how we have figured out how to do this right yeah. now. Yeah, this is the best thing that we can figure it out right now. This really so expensive version of doing this. And then, you know, later on, like, you know, uh, artificial pigments came into play. And yeah, yeah, on, yeah. You know. Yeah, but you got to you gotta find that color somewhere. It doesn't just come from, you know, whatever, a machine back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Well, back in the day, even um, like in, I guess, the 18th century, 19th century, if you're an artist and stuff like that, you're making your, your paints. Like, you're buying the the powder pigment mm-hmm. and the linseed oil and the whatever you need and you're grinding it up in your house and like you know making your own paint yeah and bottling it and like you know literally until they started to to sell the tubes i think in like victorian times or whatever yeah so it's like so hard imagine i i can't even break out my paints to do a painting now i'm like oh i don't know i'd rather be on tiktok if I have to make all the paints by hand, yeah. show us, dude. I don't know. Imagine, yeah, you got to think of, like, the palette, like, way ahead of time. You're going to be like, okay, this is, like, all the materials I got to get together so I can make the palette that I want. And yeah. then, like, you spend, you spend like, three or four hours prepping just so you can, like, spend another four or five hours painting. Yeah, yeah. Before you even start painting, you're there working, working, working. And then somebody comes and sees your artwork, and they're like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not that good. And you're just like, somebody else. I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, this took forever. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, you're still doing your, your little pictures? That's so fun. You have so much fun. Wow. Yeah, people. I was like, I wish I had the patience to do something like that. I, that looks like fun. 
And I'm like, yeah, sometimes it is fun. I'm not going to lie. It's very fun. Yeah. But like, like uh, here's a question that, that I, I love asking artists. Like, um, do you ever get emotional to a certain piece of it? Or like, are you in a dark spot when you do a certain piece? And how do you feel about it during? And how do you feel about it after? Mm, that's a really interesting question. For me, it's like, um, sometimes I don't notice it until afterwards. It's happened a couple times to where it's like, um, I'm working on a piece. Uh, I have an idea for a piece and I draw out the thumbnail and then I'm like, okay, here's how I'm going to do it. And I'm like, I'm like halfway through it. And then somebody will, will see it. And they'll be like, oh, what's that about? That's so interesting. And I'll be like, oh, it's this, 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 this. This is what's happening. And they're like, that's so sad. I'm like, is it? Is it, it, it kind of fun? Like, it has fun colors. It's like pink and blue. And they're like, no, that's sad. That's like a sad picture. I'm sad thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, I guess so. And then so, so to me, it's like not, um, I don't go into it being like, I'm struggling with this. This is what I'm going to make a piece about because like, this is what's been on my mind. I mean, some people do that and I, I think that's awesome. That hasn't been how I approach things, but it, it always comes out. Like it always finds its way into your work. I think yeah. even if you're like, I'm just going to do a cartoon. I'm going to do like a fun surrealist picture. To me, it's like after it's done, I look at it and I'm like, Oh, that's about my dad. Or like, yeah. Oh, Mm-hmm. There's the trauma and there's the trauma. It's like <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah, me, like, like for me, you you can't hide it. Yeah, you can. Like sometimes like, it just comes out because especially when you're just when you're choosing what to do or what colors you're using, it's always gonna be like something that interests you or something that you like mm-hmm. or something that you feel connected to it in some way. Yeah. So it's gonna happen, you know. Yeah. For me, like especially when it comes to painting i i always have not always have to but i always have something tied to it like it's always something meaningful or something like that and it's not because i want it to be like that it's just that's just how it is for me mm-hmm. um especially when i go through really really hard times um i always like to be in this like headspace where i'm choosing something that i i like but at the same time, I like it because it makes me feel this way or like negative, negative or positive. Mm-hmm. So there, there have been some paintings that I, that I paint and I, I hate them because of like how it makes me feel. Yeah. Because that's, that's what I love about like art in general. That, like if it, if it moves you in some way, it's art, you know, yeah. if you feel something about it, it's art. You know, if you like it, art, if you hate it, it's art. You know? Totally. Yeah. So that's just because you don't like it doesn't mean that it's not doing something to you. Yeah. yeah. It, you're you're feeling something. You know. You're feeling like negative about it. You're feeling positive about it. And um, my favorite thing is like how you said like colors. Like I fucking love mm-hmm. colors. I love bright, vibrant colors. And one of my favorite painters is Van Gogh because he was all color. You know. That's his main yeah. thing. And it was just so. It's just so beautiful. Like what colors can make you do. Like how it makes you feel and stuff like that. Like if you put green and blue together like you like green and it's kind of like a very muddy like like uncomfortable color to look at for for long periods of times Mm -hmm. and you know if it's not complementary with like another color it's just kind of hard or if it goes 
with a color that's like really against it it just amplifies it even more like if you put green and yellow and green and yellow are pretty like a pretty gnarly match when you have it on a canvas yeah they can be for sure so they can like, like if you don't bring you active uh gnarly like shiny shiny neon-y kind of stuff but then other people do it that's what i love about art too is that it's like for me it's like handwriting yeah if another uh, another artist uses those same colors they could get a totally different vibe out of it mm -hmm. and that they mix it in a certain way or they blend it or whatever and it's like wow a soothing pond and then other people it's like this is my pain yeah and it's like, like whoa i don't know they different people like communicate totally you know? different things yeah. yeah like what's his name what's his name oh man i forgot it that's what I like. I love art, but I forget fucking famous artists' names. Dude, there is a lot of them. Um, the one that does the the lily pads. Oh yeah, Monet. Monet. There we go. Monet. Mm -hmm. Like his his primary color was like obviously green because of all the of the things. Totally. And it's just like, even though green is for me at least, green's a very harsh color, and I mm. don't use it that often in in my paintings. For sure. But he makes it so calm. Yeah. You know, you look. You're like I saw. I remember when I saw the uh, his painting in. Uh, in San Antonio in the McNay. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, so, like, soothing. Like, I remember yeah. staring at it. I'm just like, wow, like, this feels like, like, you know, like, <laughs> this is going to sound super cheesy, but it's like, this feels like I'm in, like, a fucking, uh, like, Sundance Film Festival movie, and it's just like, I'm on the pond is this reflecting. painting by 824? Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> 824 it's, painting. It's just it's so. It's like, whoa, vibes. It's like so euphoria. Yeah. yeah. I, so no, I mean, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's just crazy how, like, you know, he was able to make such, like, for me personally, like, a very harsh color. Mm -hmm. So, you know, peaceful and, you know, yeah. with tranquility. It's just insane. Totally. You know? It's like all in his his brush strokes and he softens everything and everything is kind of washes together. And it's like, they say that it's because um, his eyesight was going, he was already mm -hmm. older. So they say that like, yeah, his eyesight was getting worse and worse and worse. That's why his paintings get blurrier and blurrier and blurrier. Um, but the result is just so cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. And somebody else is going to get a totally different vibe mm -hmm. out of it. Yeah. And like, I think he also did like those, those, those paintings as like, uh, was like an anti-war protest, protesting or something like that. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. it was like that's during the time of war, and it was very hard for him to get his paintings. But like mm -hmm. his friend would supply him with canvases and paints and cigarettes. Wow. That's like that's all he. Yeah. That's the all necessary he materials. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, for an artist, like yeah, you need cigarettes to work, man. Especially yes. back then. Especially, oh, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. who was it? Also, um, Jackson Pollock. You know, there's yes. so many pictures of him just like smoking cigarettes over his canvases. And I'm just like, damn, he was just like ashing on them, not giving a fuck. For, I'm sure it's all mixed up in yeah. into the paintings. Another guy who it's like, um, well, he uses so many different crazy colors and stuff like that. But it's like, you can take the same colors and give them to Jackson Pollock. You can take the same ones that Monet was using in his very sort of like soft, careful uh, brushstrokes. Even to Pollock, and he's going to be like, you know, pouring them all over the floor. Yeah. And even a totally different vibe because he was like, like such an angry guy. So then all of his paintings are like super kinetic and loud and big and yeah. they're and they're huge. They're huge, yeah, huge. Like it's crazy, wall, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's just very like very angry or, or very confused and then mm -hmm. that's so fun. That's like that's what I love also about like paintings in general, that you just like even if it's like a, a straightforward, like realistic painting of like of a person or or, or landscape and stuff like that. I just love drawing a, a emotional aspect out of it, mm -hmm. you know, not trying to understand it in the sense of like, oh, for what it is, just more like, what is it making you feel? And yeah. I just love that shit. That shit's so fun. 
because you could you know what i'm feeling let's say we're like at the same painting like what i'm feeling you're not gonna be feeling that and right we, you exactly know, yeah so it's back and forth and we get to like talk about it and stuff like that it's the coolest thing it is you know <laughs> it's like you, you bring yourself to it you as an audience member whether it's a play or a film or something you know it's like you are as my favorite pieces of art it's like you're it's in conversation it's in conversation with with the audience yeah yeah so it's 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 super great what are some of your favorite pieces that you've done like you personally wow okay hmm so um primarily it would be the mural that i did downtown uh it's all about laredo's history uh it's one that's like kind of behind of where cultura is on matamoros and convent street uh just because that story was super important to me it's all it's the whole history of uh of laredo under our seven flags and like what was happening during that uh during that period of time Mm -hmm. because our town is like such a unique place to be with such a unique history like i don't know about any other town that was briefly its own country yeah. you know for 10 months even if it's only for 10 months but um i just think it's so cool and i didn't learn about it until i was already in college not even in a class that i was taking i was doing a a, a journalism internship and i was interviewing i was doing a story on uh there's a professor uh, Jerry Thompson, who is like the the Laredo historian, he's mm-hmm. written several books about it. He knows everything, so he was giving tours downtown about all this stuff. And I went to interview him and to go on the tour. And I was hearing all these stories of like people fighting, fighting for their rights, for their independence, uh, for the city and for our territory and for our people, and like getting killed and beheaded by like the Mexican soldiers and Santa Ana and all of this stuff. Um, I was like, man, why is this the first time that I'm hearing about it? You know what I mean? Like, people who are my like my family's been in Laredo forever and ever and ever. Um, so I don't know, dude. It's it's super fascinating to me, and I think that it's a story that needs telling. And so it does because I'm be honest, I have no idea what you're talking about because I was like, I never heard of this, dude. No, it's there's a lot, there's yeah. a lot, and and we are continuing that story, right? The the sort of thesis of that piece up on the top of it it says uh, our sh- our story is our power right nuestra historia es nuestra poder because i think that like knowing your history is so important to be able to continue it because it's yeah. not just like a story from a book that's like this is what happened and here's the end here's the, the beginning middle and end of the story no like we're still in the story we're continuing the chapters of the story it continues like a river like like the Rio Grande, it, so all of that is in the is in the piece. It's mm-hmm. like we're all flowing in the river of time, all the generations, like the river, like the valley that we're in. Yeah. So it's all. It changes. It's all like it changes. Like it has to. Mm-hmm. It has to change, not because it's like demanding of it. It's just that that's just the way life works, you know. Yep. So it's changing. It's growing, and it's always going to be like that. And it's like, yeah, I agree. Like, not only knowing your history, but also understanding it and seeing yeah. different aspects of it. You know, it, it's going to cause change and you know, hope to God that like it's a positive change, mm-hmm. but it's just always going to bring change. And that's what's great. You know, just in general, this is just great about it. Because like, especially if you know the history, like you can appreciate it a whole lot more. We're just like, wow, like how it was back then, how it is now. And it's just so interesting and fun. And I can't wait to see what happens next and all this other shit, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. It's cool because, you know, it's a it's a very unique place to be. It is. But also like 
it's it's kind of on us to continue it, you know. And like you, once you once you know about all these people who did all of these things here in the community, who who fought, who died, who struggled, who built this community out of nothing in a in a, an area and a climate that nobody else wanted to go to, even the indigenous peoples from this area, you know, would were uh, they were migratory, so they would come in and out of, of this area just because it's so hot. You can't be in this area like all year round because sometimes like just nothing is growing, it's too hot or nothing is growing, it's too cold. So, you know, you kind of do what you got to do. So, and it, it was an area that nobody wanted to settle in. I use the word settle mm-hmm. with air quotes. Cause it's like, we just found this area. Okay, bullshit. But, <laughs> it, you know, nobody wanted to establish any sort of permanent settlement there because it was like hot as hell there's no protection from other people trying to you know attack you or whatever and uh, nobody wanted to do it nobody saw any potential in it yeah except for a few a small group of people who went and built something and it's like where have we heard that story before you know what I mean yeah, yeah. in Laredo I feel like that's like the thesis statement of everything yeah nobody wants to do anything there nobody sees any potential except for this small group of people who built a theater community there, who built schools where people make art, yeah. built a place where people do stand-up comedy or they do poetry slams every Thursday. Yeah. And they've been doing it for 10 years. And, uh, you know, little communities of this, this and that, that and the other. Um, that's like, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, it's just uh, like, you know, growing and it's it's hard. And that's when, like, you know, going back to like what we first started talking about, like, I just do not know how to get my foot in the fucking door to, to be able to, like... I think your foot's like in the door. I think you're there. I think you're pretty established. Well, in terms of, uh... That's always the problem, right? Like, I, I struggle with self-promotion. Yeah. I think that's, like, an art artist thing. Yeah, you're you're your own worst critic, you know? Totally, so yeah. It's like, well, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. I'm not ready yet. Uh, I need more pieces or, like, this. yeah, like, it's not done yet or, or like, you know, it's not ready and shit like that, you know? Exactly, or you're exactly. Or you're just not ready, especially. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, like that, that, that's another thing. Like finding, accepting that you that you you said that oh I'm pretty established. Like me personally, I do not think I'm established at all. Really, like, I feel like I have no ground here. Well, it's like, what do you define as established? Like you like you have shows, like is that what you want? I think, I think it's about talking to the people who have galleries and then just having enough work to fill up a, a space. Yeah, and then is like like we talked about is like showing up and being like hey i would i'm here like making yourself known showing up and being like hi uh rosie at the center for the arts or like the tailors at um frontera yeah whoever gail rodriguez at at gallery 201 shout out um you know on all of the different places where people show art in laredo there's there's a couple um showing up and being like hi i'm here hi i'm here and here's my work and then just being prepared to be like a good person to work with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being like, I'm prepared with my stuff. I'm going to deliver it on time. I'm going to promote the hell out of my show so that people come and people, we have like a successful event. Um, I'm going to be easy to work with. I'm going to be the freelance key. Mer- the, the thing that I have heard, Neil Gaiman said, he was talking about writing, but I think it applies. Uh, three things. You can be nice. Your work can be really, really good, um, or you can deliver it on time. Yeah. 
if you are really nice and you deliver your work on time, no, okay, that's the last one. If you deliver your work on time and it's really, really good, some people get away with not being so nice. Yeah. Right, some people. If you, uh, if you deliver all of your stuff on time and you're very, very nice, maybe you get away with your work not being super great. Yeah. Right? And not as good as other people's, but you know what? He's so nice. And he always delivers his work on time. He's either easy, easy to work with. Yeah. And then the third one is if you're really, really nice and you're, you know, your work is really good, you know, you people are kind of more forgiving if you don't turn your work in on time all the time. Right? Which is like my thing. Yeah. And so it's, um, I don't, I don't I don't know. Artists are temperamental, sensitive, kind of hard people to work with. But I think those are the things to work on. Be nice. Deliver your stuff on time. Be easy to work with. But it is hard. It is. It's hard. Yeah, trying, trying. Especially, like, at least for me, like, making the pieces and, like, doing it on time. Like, my first show, I was at, I was at Cultura. Mm-hmm. And I needed to get my paintings done. Because, like, they... they um, when I first went to go talk to them about it, I only had like three large pieces, and so I sat down with them. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna need seven large pieces, like because yeah. of like that's the space that we need." And if you have small ones, we have a wall, so you can put all your like your smaller ones and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, "Okay," and I had to like you know really pump out these paintings. So I'm like, "I only have three large pieces. I need fucking like you know four more." Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I mean, uh, yeah, four more. And I was just like, "Jesus Christ!" Like. It's going to be a challenge, you know? Yeah. Because that's what can happen. Yeah. yeah. And then making sure that they're, they're all cohesive to, to be able to, like, take an in together, yeah. right? So that you walk through the gallery and you're like, oh, yeah, this is this artist's voice. Or this is their artist's perspective to where it's not, like, disjointed or all over the place. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, if you make something, I think your stamp is going to be on it no matter what. Yeah. But for a, for a particular show, it should be pretty, pretty, there should be a flow. Yeah, definitely a flow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I yeah, first dude, started out, it was just, like, all um, a combination of, like, uh, bodies and and uh, landscape. Mm. And because I, I fucking love mountains. Like, I fucking love mountains because yeah. they're just so – they're, like, the oldest things that have been on the earth, one of the oldest things. Yeah. And they're just so majestic and beautiful. And even though they've been here forever, they're still ever-changing. So it's totally. just crazy. You know? So, uh, like, I that's what was the one thing that I really uh, grew attached to. And – so a lot of my work had that. And some of my work even now still has that because I started painting like uh, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was some of the first things I started doing. But even now I'm still incorporating into my paintings. And I'm trying to do more more uh, people, I guess. Mm-hmm. And right now, like that's like the next show I want to plan towards is just having nothing but like uh, bodies on, on the wall and having Ooh, these large like paintings and just talking about like love and, and you know, relationships and also self-reflection of yourself because totally man you know uh i'm doing a lot of like uh nude bodies so it's just cool like trying to be accepting of your own body because that's a very very hard thing it's a whole journey dude it's not easy yeah they don't make it easy yeah especially like that's also one thing that they don't teach you in life at all no you know it's like they they don't show you how to like accept yourself or uh, others and you know be kind to yourself you know, because I have I, I, 
I don't know because I, I haven't actually looked into it too too much but I feel like I have some level of body dysmorphia because I used to be very very hefty and then I okay. lost a lot of weight and I still see myself as a, that really hefty guy and I buy pants that don't fit me because they're just so large but I'm used to buying that size because mm-hmm. I've been buying it forever and it, then now and it like, stays with you yeah because it's your understanding of your, your your understanding of who you are and yourself and like how you function in the world and how you fit into the world no pun intended um yeah dude it stays with you it it's does. hard it's and then like things come down the line that like you didn't think that it would affect you in xyz way but like it does yeah, yeah like deep it does yeah deep into the process you're like oh wow oh, i didn't think i would be you know hit in the in this trauma spot in the middle of walmart today but here here i am yeah yeah or like you get a cool shirt and it's just sometimes it just doesn't hit right or it just doesn't feel right or you're like wow it looks so good on that person yeah and, and th- you're, that happens you're like, to me I too I <laughs> because it's on me yeah you know? it, it doesn't look as good as me it doesn't look as good on me and it's my fault it's my fault yeah, i'm a piece of shit <laughs> you just yeah, getting mad at but, but it's but it's not you know and they don't make clothes to fit everybody yeah like you know like it, the way they uh, do it is all fucked up it's, it's just insane because it's like, you know, uh, you might be a size medium in this brand, but you're an XL in that brand, you know, yeah. and it's just kind of you just kind of like fuck with you. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Nobody labels it the same way. Yeah. Which is yeah. insane. I'm just like, we should uh, it should all be universal fit. But I mean, I understand. Literally. We should all just wear sheets. Yeah. Just, just sheets. sheets. Yeah. Very, 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 very old school, like just robes. Well, very, I love uh, it. I'm here grease. for it. Yes. That'd be very crazy. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I think I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring yeah. back the toga. <laughs> bring uh, it back. I think yeah. that's the answer. Yeah, we should definitely do that, you know, just like robes and like shawls and you know, just love it. Hey. it's a look. It's mm-hmm. definitely a look. It is. But yeah, like uh But I think that's a great idea for a show and something personal and specific. Oh, I was talking to to somebody about it recently. It's like, yeah, the things that make it really good, uh, are in terms of art and pieces and stuff like that. It's when people really bring themselves to it and they they do it from a place of like specificity and a really personal space. Yeah. It's like a story that only they could tell. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like art that only they could create could create. Um and doing nude bodies is super cool. Uh, do you have people who are like modeling for them or like you're working from life or you're working from different photos or stuff or I'm working from photos. Like so far I've only had um two models and both of them very, very uh kind. One of uh, one of them was a someone that I met through social media mm-hmm. and she she uh, posed for me and you know it's it's one of my favorite to this day it's still my favorite my favorite painting i've done and then another one um is my friend of a friend of mine that also posed and so i had one female one male and i love cool. that because it's supposed to be like a juxtaposed like type of thing like the mm-hmm, female is yeah. very confident in her body like she has a very sexy very very forward pose like exposing her whole frontal and she's just you know confident in it she f- she's feeding herself and like sometimes that's me sometimes i'm feeling myself sometimes i'm confident i'm like yeah mm-hmm. you know what like I feel sexy. I, f- I feel hot. Like, hell yeah. yeah. And then, like, my f- uh, the male uh, is supposed to be the opposite of that. Right. Shameful. Like, he's uh, the woman's standing and the man's sitting. And the woman's forward and the man's caved in, covering his face. So it's just kind of like that's the other painting that I have. And it's supposed oh, to be like, dude. you know, because there's moments where you're like that too. Like, you're shameful. Of course. And, you know, like, you, especially like one of the biggest insecurities in men have always been like their, their penis size and stuff like that yeah. so it's just kind of like like having that exposed to anyone is a very challenging thing 
to oh, do. Yeah. You know, it's extremely sensitive and personal because then it's like you can't do anything about it. Yeah, you can't work, can't exercise it to be to bigger be, or whatever. Yeah, but then also like people's perceptions of it changes so much to where you look at all the, the Greek statues and stuff like that and their idea of like the best the best looking you know male appendages are like they're all small yeah. and very sort of like you know dainty and because of the it, because they're more about the mind they're th- less about the body they're yeah. like less primitive they're more like yes whoa i didn't even think of it and it's so not even uh, 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 an issue um and nowadays it's like the opposite yeah now it's like yeah now like you want the opposite because it's like you know as a tool but so like people's perceptions of it changes but people's bodies have always been like, like the super same, different yeah. going from person to person yeah so it's like how do you keep up with that you know so yeah that, that, that's just kind of like a whole like interesting thing to go into you know because totally. it's just uh i don't know like it's just it's just so different when when you're being um presented something like that and if someone looks at it and say if, if, if a female looks at it and they grow an understanding for let's say their partner or whoever mm-hmm. yeah then it's like you know great that's what that's what i want i want something to for someone to look at it and be like oh wow and then they they understand something different or they learn something different and then, you know, for uh, a, a male, you know, like seeing that painting and him being like, oh, OK, like I, I understand and I feel OK to not be OK with certain things of myself because you have to also like come to terms with those moments. So, yeah. Yeah. You you've got what you got. Yeah. You, you, know? you know, yeah. And that's OK. You know, everybody's we, we've all bodies. We've all got them. Yeah. You know, and it's whatever. Yeah. It's just, you know, it just, it's more, I feel like it should be just more of a, like, how, how you present yourself and how you hold yeah. yourself up and what your moral standings are and, you know, how you are understanding and accepting of yeah. other people. Because I feel like it really does take up so much of our mental energy, our bodies and what they look like and what they don't look like. Um, but it's like, there's so much more important shit to think about. But yeah. like, there are a lot of forces, you know, in the world say that like, make you think about it. Yeah. They're like telling you like no no this is what you should be focusing on this is what you should be worried about you know you should be worried about looking like this or looking like that or not looking like this guy yeah and it's like that guy doesn't even look like that guy <laughs> you know like yeah what are you talking about like chill dude like you're just saying For you're real. Just, yeah you're just telling yourself that like calm down brain yes yeah is there anything that you like specifically like to dive into water um I like to go swimming, I like to dive into water. <laughs> dive like dive to in water? Uh, yeah. No, um, <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, like uh, a specific uh, topic that you want to explore, something like that. Maybe something that's been mm. on your mind or, or um, something you oh, want to present pod? to the people. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've done a lot. With, like, I feel like we've talked a lot about really cool stuff. Uh, the stuff that I'm really passionate about, it's like history, Laredo, our community. You know what I mean? I, I've gone on such a journey with like appreciating it and appreciating where you come from that's like a big part of it too a big part of my artwork is like um portraiture and you know stuff like that because it's all about the people for me and yeah also stuff like that art um it's all it's all there and it's all because like so visual art right my other like soapboxy tangent that i always go on is how um you know back in the day the establishments of the day right the church the government's 
artists had a very specific function in society because like they were the media creators you 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 go back to these periods of times where like most people couldn't read most people were not you know there weren't newspapers or uh, TV journalism or anything and so the artists the painters who were doing big either big murals about scenes from the Bible or big history scenes that's um, that's mass media yeah right that's that's the news and that goes back to like the the paintings the, the murals and the paintings on um, Aztec pyramids on the in the Mayan carvings on the Mayan reliefs on all of their temples and pyramids and buildings and stuff like that and um, and all of Mexico and different stuff indigenous cultures because that's how you address your society and your community and you tell them hey we are all one people we are all a group this is our history and here's why we are different than those guys who live over there or like here the church comes in and it's like here's a big mural about Jesus and you know this is the story because people can't read the bible you, you get points for trying but <laughs> but you know nobody has school and you're a farmer so it's like you go to church and you're like wow look at the stained glass windows and so art was super important in back in the day and that was a big inspiration for my mural is that i was like well we don't have that anymore you know the artist the artist kind of has a different function now and so i wanted to create something that was like communicating to a to a big group of people hey this is us hey this is our story this is your story you know what i mean like here's a story that you are participating in every day of right your now. life yeah right now and so it's like um yeah i think i think that's super interesting because like that's like that was mass media back in the day that was newspapers yeah you know it's just crazy because it's like i 100 percent agree with you sorry i have to take off the headphones because i hear myself and i trip out it's it's tripping me up every time over the, the course of our conversation where i where you're like wow he stopped talking randomly and loved this word it's because i'm trying not to listen to my myself in my headphones yeah it's just yeah. crazy i don't know why it's doing that but yeah sorry i take them off it's all good but um yeah i 100 percent agree with you because it's like like how we said earlier like you know understanding your your your, your future i'm sorry your future your history mm -hmm. helps you grow and 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 change your future you know yeah you know because yeah, it's, yeah. it's just really interesting especially you know all these things that you're telling me that i have no idea happened here in laredo because they just don't teach you that, you know? Yeah, like, dude. I'm 24, 20, 25, and I'm barely finding this out right now, you know? Yeah. Because the only thing lot. that I learned about in Laredo was that, you know, back in the 70s, there was that whole bust of, like, corruption in, in, mm -hmm. the, in the city council and all that. That's the oh, yeah, one all thing of I the, learned. What's it called? The, uh... I forgot the, what it was called. But it was, yeah. like, the whole laundering and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that was a big thing, for sure. But, like, before that, we were, uh... We were in Onion Town, right? Onion Town. Our, 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 our big industry was onions for a little bit, like in the 30s and stuff. <laughs> and then I think we got bought up by somebody else or they, they were, again, which happens a lot here, is like we had this big thing going. Um, and then some people from up north were like, hey, we'll give you more money to do it a different way. And we were like, no, fuck you. We're going <laughs> to do it our own way. And I was like, okay, well, we're not going to buy from you anymore. And now the onion. And now, uh, we, yeah, we ran now, now we don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> now that now we ran out of money with that. Uh, like when they were gonna bring the, they were gonna bring the, Riverwalk here first before it went to San Antonio. Oh really? Yeah, it was gonna be here in Laredo because we have the river, like the actual river, um, and uh, it was gonna be this big thing on the river between Mexico and the United States, 
and um, because of the system that we had with those guys and stuff, all all of that corruption and stuff like that, um, it didn't. They were basically like, "Fuck you, no, we're not getting enough out of this," and they were like, "Okay, that one, homie, I'll go to San Antonio instead." Yeah, like we can do shit over there. Yeah, and so yeah. it's crazy. We we we've, we've gone through so many different. Um, I don't know versions of our community in like different periods where we are doing different things. A lot, mostly trading, because of our location. Yeah. Um, we've always been trading back and forth, trading. And people talk about like drugs moving across the river. It's like what you learn when you read the history is that it's like, yeah, we're a port, we're a land port, so we transport everything. Yeah. Legal, illegal, whatever the illegal thing of is of the day, right? Back in the 1800s, it was guns. We would travel with guns, this and that. Drugs, alcohol, tequila, whatever it is, we, we, we move it, right? Because we're a doorway, we're a bridge. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of just kind of been our story. Actually, a young, a story that I like to tell is that a young Stephen F. Austin, right? When he was a kid, his dad was like a merchant. His dad was in, involved in trading goods and stuff like that. So he would always come down to Laredo from wherever they were at. San Antonio? I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> uh, wherever they were at, they would come down to Laredo. And back then, Laredo was like a little, you know. A little town. A little town, a little village. You know what I mean? Um, even though you can't grow that much. So everybody who would grow things back, back, back in the day, they would have their la- uh, have their crops like down by the river because that's like the only place where there's like reliably a lot of uh, moisture in the soil or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, people mostly had like goats and cows and stuff like that but yeah. even then not not a not a huge bunch of cows or a bunch of goats or something or chickens but you know everybody Cute had their day, little, yeah. the little little thing yeah and so uh Stephen F. Austin went with his dad when he was a kid down to Laredo to trade stuff and he wrote in his journal or whatever he's like the people of Laredo they don't like to work they just like to sit and gossip with each other drink tequila and party they just want to party all the time and, like, nap. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, wouldn't you? Like, wouldn't you like to do that? And I'm like, yeah, dude, it hasn't changed. But also because it's hot as hell here. Yeah, there's so not a lot You to can't do. work all day yeah. outside. You have to take a break. If you're going to take a break, you may as well have a little tequilita, you know? Yeah. I, and it's like, that's that's just the vibe. That's just the vibe here. That's the the character because it's like, it's a hard place to live. Work hard, play hard. Yeah. You know, it's a hard place to live, so you have to take care of yourself. You have to take breaks. You have to enjoy yourself. Yeah. As hard as we work, we find a lot of joy, and it's like finding joy in a a difficult place and a difficult time. That's like what it's all about. That's like I think big part of our our culture here. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's uh, definitely a hundred percent true because, like how you said, it's a it's a harsh place to live, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to have my ac unit at 60 degrees because i don't have central air so i have a window unit so like when i turn that fucker on like it has to crank it yeah because it has it is so hot like it is like people are losing their minds like up north when it's like you know 80 degrees i'm like oh yeah for us right now we're 90 some degrees and this is our spring you know literally yeah yeah yeah. this is our spring right now and when it comes to when the summer hits like we're at hundreds like constantly every day every day Mm -hmm. It, uh, it drops down to like 80 at night so yeah. that's it's it. Like, Ooh, okay, cool. This is nice. Yeah, like, yeah. And, like, and get a like dying. fresh breeze, but it's just like 
it, it's, and it's, it's hard it's humid here también right because we're yeah. we're like we're not quite we're we're not quite in the desert we're not quite at the coast we're um not only like a culturally a cultural border but we're also like a a natural ecotone right yeah like in terms of where like the the coastal area of south texas meets like the chihuahua desert yeah. basically so we get the moisture coming in from there but it's still hot as heck so it's rough dude it it's is rough. and yeah. then you think about how like people didn't have ac at all until like i don't know the mid 20th century or whatever yeah so, so it's like that's just like i remember i went to this uh super super out there like it was in mexico super out mm -hmm. there like village and um my uncle's wife's family was from that super small village mm -hmm. and it was so fucking humid it was insane it was insanely humid and it's like you know um it's like also super hot so like their houses were were mud huts because mm -hmm. like mud contains a lot of like it, it absorbs a lot of the a lot of the heat and it keeps it like relatively cool Man, and yeah. this um uh, what's it called this village area like had one power central like power unit for the entire village so mm -hmm. it wouldn't use up a, lo a lot of the energy so what they would do is that when it hit 10 o'clock they turned off the main power for the entire village wow yeah so lights out like like that's it so 10 like you know if you have anything connected it's not gonna work anymore so what they would do is that um they would wrap their fridge with like these straps so you can keep the door as tight as possible so it won't get because uh, they don't turn it back on until seven in the morning the next day mm -hmm. so that means that for the entire night they have to keep it locked up as good as they can Man. so the food won't spoil that's so nuts yeah so see and like you, you gotta do what you gotta do yeah you gotta, you gotta, do what you gotta do. find out a way to live yeah exactly and i was like I'll, i went there when i was maybe like 13 years old or something like that. that's so, so cool it's still in the year 2000 and like there's places out there that have to adapt to these conditions because that's just oh, how yeah. it is you know that's just mm -hmm. insane but you know like interesting to, to to see how the other side lives in certain areas yeah you know? dude for sure people who it's like um think you take it for granted here yeah you know what i mean like like we're in a coffee shop right now like with ac doing a podcast you know literally with wi-fi and cool and music playing cool and cool music. people we have water we have i'm buying fucking cookies and stuff hell yeah could, very, be, very could be a lot worse could, could be, be a lot worse. worse yeah well and even that like four years ago we didn't have coffee shops like this in laredo it was like starbucks yeah or organic man was down was downtown, downtown. yeah but even then it's like i'm gonna drive all the way downtown for a cup of coffee no um so it's it's hard and so it's been so cool um to be able to have places like this our community is grown and grown and grown and changed people who move back here um they tell me all the time they're like whoa it's like it's different i didn't know there was all this stuff and i'm like yeah we have coffee shops now yeah we have bars <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. so yeah it's yeah. pretty cool it's pretty cool here yeah we, cool. we we have like a couple choices now so, yes uh, but i wish i just wish that um it wasn't so because it's also i feel like the mindset of like a, a lot of um the older generations here in Laredo, like, they don't want to, not not support, because I feel like that's a very a harsh term on them, but it's just more like, I guess, lack for a better term, like, they're slightly ignorant of, like, mm. what it takes to, to support, because, like, a, um, inflation, like, that's just basically what I'm going to, like, inflation mm -hmm. is just, like, has gotten to a degree where we accept it, 
because that's just how it has to be accepted you know right. like like we come here and we spend you know seven eight dollars on a cup of coffee yeah you know and that's just you know what it is and we're okay with that my dad loses his mind because he'll he'll tell me like i remember when like how we said earlier like the, the, mm-hmm. the there used to be a nickel like yeah there be a nickel and you'd be able to feed your whole family with it yeah yeah <laughs> it's just, it's, so it's just yeah it's just you know yeah like that the whole change that they don't want to accept and stuff like that like my dad um is very much like that because he grew up and he grew up in the 70s and 80s you know mm-hmm. so it's just very interesting that it's not like that anymore and i have to tell him like yeah. hey man like if you want to go to a restaurant and eat a steak you're spending 12 dollars minimum that's like a right. small steak minimum you yeah know? like you're spending minimum 12 dollars. i was like if you want to get the way you like to eat your steak i was like you're spending 20 dollars like that's just how it is. Exactly. Like and exactly. It's just you know what changed and 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 he that's when he was also like another thing about like how uh, the young generation are always like, my like how the boomers complain are like oh the young guys just always want to like get paid more and stuff like that. I'm like yeah because you're losing your mind because you're spending twenty dollars on a plate, but yeah. you're we're still getting paid the same amount that you got paid, you know. Right. But with the Back prices when it are costed high. a nickel. Yeah, when it costed right. a nickel, that makes sense that I'm getting paid like you know eight fifty. Then, mm-hmm. But like you know, now yeah. it's because for rent I'm getting charged fifteen hundred dollars for whatever for, in yeah. some places. Th- in Laredo, not so much, but there are some places that are insanely high like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like some places I even here in Laredo. Like Laredo, I think the the, the nicest, cheapest place. That's a weird way of saying it, but it's a mm-hmm. nice place and it's not as expensive as you expect. Right. Like seven fifty maybe, like you know, a, a, a rent. Well, and then yeah. you know nine hundred dollars somewhere around there. Nine hundred twelve. A lot of them are getting up to like twelve and yeah. stuff like that in some places. But it's crazy, man. Well, I I do think that it comes to a difference to where it's like um, here in Laredo we have an idea of like yeah, this is our community. So when I go to Doses or Organic Man or Aroma Coffee or Black and White Coffee Shop or uh, 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 who else uh, <laughs> Glorias, I'm like if I forget somebody they're gonna be pissed. <laughs> uh, but like um. When I, when I go to these locally owned places, I'm doing this for us. Yeah. I, I'm okay. Fine. I'll spend seven dollars and then throw in three dollars tip. Yeah. Or whatever. But I'm doing this for the community. Yeah. I'm I'm a part of this. Whereas like if you go to Starbucks and you're like, really you're gonna fucking charge me this much? Hell no. For you, you don't need it. You yeah. Don't, ugh. You know. And it's like, yeah. If you're spending that much money at at a, a big corporation that is like not gonna give you back what these places do yeah it's like different so i think that it's like i feel much better about my, about my money going to places like going this place, yeah. and then i'm not here every day i'm not here spending nine dollars every day yeah just you know when i have the time when i want to come again, in and chill yeah. yeah because they also yeah exactly how you said like they give us they give back as well like re- like the, this past week those hosted that whole market here you know mm-hmm. like th- yeah. they had like vendors outside and they had food trucks and all that stuff and not only are they like giving us something to do they're also helping these other businesses maintain like uh having having vendors here that's a that's a huge thing like it's i so I, cool. I i love like i remember when um i haven't gone in a long time i'm not sure if they still do it. i'm pretty sure they still do it uh and uh lolita's bistro they have that little oh, market yeah. every every month uh-huh it's so mm-hmm. fucking great um mercadito fest there we go that one yeah 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 it's it's really cool and places like that that can host events and stuff like that it's because that's what things used to be like 
Yeah. You know, back in the day, right. oh, well, you, you, you look at a festival the, used to be a nickel. <laughs> it's just always yeah, it nickel. Be a nickel. Mm. And you'd get an horchata and an elote, and you'd walk around and you'd meet your wife. Whatever. <laughs> God, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But like, there, there's all these photos. You go downtown to the Museum of the Republic of the Rio Grande, right? Which is, exists. We have a museum. Yeah. We have a museum about Laredo's history, specifically about the Republic of the Rio Grande, right? Which is when we were our own country. But it's all about our community. And you look at all these photos, and I use them. I use the photos a lot when I um, when I was doing my my big mural. There's all these photos of of people having like you know, fets and and fiestas and parties and uh, stuff downtown in the plaza. They would have like music playing and people playing and people doing games and people eating and talking outside socializing with yeah. socializing with each other that used to be such a big part of it and that's a whole thing we could talk about because people's houses used to have porches where you would sit and you would talk to the people walking down the street because people would like talk to their neighbors and talk to each other yeah. and then and then things you know started to get different people started to get more scared of their neighbor because it was like uh-oh you don't want to talk to the enemy and then the Reagans <laughs> and all this stuff. And it was like, and then now we have backyards, Yeah, you know? And so it's like, yeah, now nobody talks to each other and people don't even want to go to the movie theater. They're like, ugh, no, I don't want to go sit next to a random person. I would rather be on my phone watching Netflix on my phone by myself in my room with my door locked. Yeah. And it's like, sis, go off. All right. No, but it's like, <laughs> I, in terms of like I support you like do do that you know because I need to do that too sometimes yeah I love being outside with people I yeah. love going to the movie theater I love like meeting new people and talking to people and I think like spaces like this are motivated to do that because they are they are part of the community and as customers we understand that like um, this is what it takes for us to have things like this yeah we have to spend money on coffee and it's good coffee you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like you're. It's not like you're not. You're getting. You're not getting your money's worth. I'm just saying, like, not only do you get to have this like good drink, you know, mm -hmm. but it comes with all these extra stuff that you don't get anywhere else. Like, right. like the the baristas here are are so fucking nice, and they talk They're to very you. Cool. Like, I I became friends with Daniela because my friend Franny worked here, and you know, mm -hmm. like she I I didn't even fucking know this, but like Franny would talk about me with Daniela, wow. and then like. Uh, all good things. One day, I hope, yeah, I, ho things. I hope so because like yeah. one time when Daniela finally invited me, it was by accident, and she he was like, Franny, Franny and Daniela were, were doing a, a karaoke song on stage, they and then Franny that. like points at me, is like, I fucking love you, Orly, and she and then like on the mic, Daniela goes like, That's Orly, hi Orly, and I'm like, Oh, oh she shit. knows, like he talks about me, like that's cool, you know, like that's awesome. So I'm just like, and that's how I got to know her, and then like also my friend Nora, she I've known Nora for a few years, mm -hmm. and. Now she works here too. Yeah, and yeah. I w went to Tamu with Nora. Oh, really? So it's like, yeah. I it's cool. You, you, you meet all the people in the community, and then people come and go. People move. People move back. People, and it's always changing. I don't begrudge anybody moving because you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, and you, you got to see the whole world. You know what I mean? We Definitely. only have this one life, but but um, it, it it is a really special thing that we got. Yeah, because because you, know? you just like. It's big enough to to experience so many new different things and, yeah. and enjoy these things, but it's also small enough to build these like very intricate connections with these people. You know, mm -hmm. like you get to learn these people, you get to like know their future, their worries, their anxieties, their their insecurities, and also their passions, their loves, their 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 growth, and it's just awesome as fuck. 
Because awesome. for me, like that's that's you know what that's one of the reasons why I did this podcast. Like you know just get to learn from people, get to do this. And I had this conversation yeah. earlier, like the first guest that I had. Oh really? Yeah, we were talking about like you know understanding people and 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 learning them and shit like that. It's just full circle again you know exactly it's super awesome it's one of my favorite things mm-hmm. to talk about dude because i used to go um i used to go to the again because i did theater so i was like wow there's a whole community of artsy people here and not just like super artsy you know pretentious queer people or yeah. whatever but it's like like you know old people <laughs> that's so mean what, what i mean is like people from different generations people experienced from different people experienced it's yes very worldly experienced people but um, people with different political ideas that I have, people with different life experiences. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, even now, I'm, like, talking about my friends, and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, this person said this thing the other day, and I was hanging out with this person. And they're like, oh, is that person your friend? It's like, yeah, 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 they're 47, but they're my friend. Or, like, they're 53. I have friends in their 60s. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and then friends who are 12, you know? I mean, yeah. I, not really 12, but I volunteer. <laughs> I volunteer yeah. with kids, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like you know I know, I know young people, I know old people. That's super important to me. But um, I, I used to go to the, the poetry slams downtown, back when that was what we had to do. You know what I mean? Back in the day, before It Street was It Street, and before I was old enough to even go if if those bars were there. Yeah. Um, as soon as I turned eighteen, we started to go to the um to the poetry slams downtown at, at gallery 201 because mm. they used to have them before my time and then they stopped having them and then chibi Orduña moved back to laredo and then he brought them back and stuff mm. like that because um him and, and his sister julia were, were were big pushers of that and it was but it was 18 and up 18 so and when, when, I, when i was 18 and i knew about it for years but bef- and then when i turned 18 i was like i'm gonna go and i took my friend and we went and it was byob even though we're 18 we weren't drinking, but we were walking around. And then it ended at like 12 or whatever. And we were just walking around downtown before there were like things to do downtown. Now there's a shit ton of stuff. Now there's stuff to do downtown. But uh, um, back, in the, back in the day, there was not. And we were still walking around downtown, going to those bars where you would play pool. Yeah. They have like the pool music going and like rancheros, like, you know, whatever. Other stuff playing and stuff like that. And it was just a different time but there was nothing but then even when it felt like there was nothing to do and no community it's like we found it yeah right and then being able to being able to find it being able to find spaces where people are doing cool stuff spaces where people are like yeah yeah let's talk about art and let's talk about movies and let's let's um organize something because it's not our community is not like austin mm-hmm. to where you go there for the weekend and people hand you things people are like there's this to do and there's this party and there's this festival and there's this movie there's this screening yeah just take your pick yeah here in Laredo it's like if you want something you have to build it yeah you have to go and find it you have to hunt those people down and be friends with them yeah but, but, but they're there yeah they're there like it, it, it's 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 interesting because like also like how you just said it right now it literally ties into what happened last night like last night mm-hmm. um, it was me and Franny and we were out in the bar and we were doing karaoke and um, this was like they're not random because we've, we've seen them before there, but they join us at our table. And one guy's like, hey, like, points at Franny. He's like, I saw a picture of you, like, um, sitting on a stool with, like, a microphone. Like, what was that about? And he's like, oh, I do stand-up. 
And the guy's like, he's like, oh my god, dude! Like I've been looking for somewhere to watch stand up. No way. Yeah, and we were just kind of like, dude, there's a show on Saturday. By the way, there's a show on Saturday at Cultura. You guys should go buy your tickets online now at the Mic Drop nine five six. Go check them out. There you go. But um, yeah, like that guy wanted to do something, and he just so happened that you know, Franny has this whole show organized that he put together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, he told him about it, and he's like, fuck yeah, like I'm excited, like I want to see stand up. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, it's also really interesting because I tell some people at my job that, like, yeah, I do stand-up comedy sometimes. Also, like, on on the the days of uh, open mics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, like I did not know Laredo had stand-up. I'm like, it does, you know. It's 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 not large and you know, but it's here. Yeah. Know? So that's what that's what's really cool about everything. It's There's awesome, like, man. You know, learning yeah. different yep. areas that you could do shit. Yeah. Oh, there's tons of stuff to do. We have stand-up. We have theater. There's a show tonight, also of uh, Anne in the Tropics, put on by Laredo Theater Guild International at LC at the Shoebox Theater. Um, it's gonna be tonight, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But Sunday so you need it's to buy tickets. So you need like, how does it work? You can buy tickets at the door. At the door. I, I, you can also buy them online. You can buy them online or at the door. You can buy them online at. Show tickets. Oof, I'm not. I I don't work for them or I don't work with. I haven't worked on this. I haven't worked on this production of theirs, but I'm looking at their poster. I don't know. <laughs> but it, but if you look at it, they they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram. Facebook, you Instagram, know. you get to find them. You get to buy your tickets online or at yeah, the door. Yeah, Laredo Theater. Yeah, knowing how knowing how Laredo people are though, like a lot of them is at the door. You know. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's like show up, pay however much it is. Yeah. But like you know, there are tickets available at the door. You know I think it's available at the door, guys. But yeah, like, uh, I mean, I'm also like that, too. Like, I, I asked, like, can you buy them at the door? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just do that. Because yeah. I, I feel like it's just like a chingas a just to take out your card and, like, put in your card number and information. For real, for every real. Every single time. Especially because, like, for things, for a thing in Laredo, it's like, there's space. Like, they're, they're not going to run out of room. But sometimes they do. Sometimes, and yeah. And ba- back in the day before the pandemic, the theater community was so big that it's like, yeah, peop- they would sell out. People would sell, especially for, like, a musical. A musical or something that is like a really big show or, or a very well-known play or something like that that people are really excited about and then also depending on the venue sometimes we don't have that much space yeah you know what i mean so it's different so it is valuable but i think with this one it's like especially because we're trying to build the theater community back up to what it was pre-pandemic like yeah. pandemic made it really hard it shut down i was my the so back in the day there were like there were like five or six different theater companies in Laredo. And it's all volunteer-based, all nonprofit. Wow. Right? And so the one that I was on the board for, um, we were in the middle of, we were about to start rehearsals for a, a musical for Heather's The Musical. Mm-hmm. I was going to do costumes. I had, like, bought some stuff and done a bunch of drawings and was like, really excited about it. We had, we, had ca- we had done auditions and casted the whole show. And, yeah, done. Done. Uh, and it died. And, you know, that's just how it goes. Yeah, it was like, like, when it was all that getting together, that's when the pandemic hit, like, right then and mm-hmm. there. Yeah. 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 I remember, like, um, there's this uh, um, a Nixon teacher that he's mm-hmm. also the theater teacher, and he messaged me asking if I can, like, uh, he was doing a short film with his class, with his students, and he asked me if um, if I can come out. As uh, because he his, the story was about this this uh, young artist that's trying to find his voice, and 
you know, they wanted to use like my work, and and they wanted they asked me if I can come out like just with just my hands like painting, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, that sounds so interesting. That sounds so fun. Like, like I've never done that. Like I'm a hundred percent down. Like yeah, man. Like what paintings do you need? Like do I do I paint something specifically for the for the for the short film? He's like, yeah. Like we're looking for these two pieces. Like can you paint this? I'm like, yeah, for sure, and all these things. Figuring it all out. And he's like, oh, okay, what days are you free? I'm like, oh, I'm free after five all these days. And he's like, okay, it's great because doing we're doing night shoots. So, you know, Saturday I, I, after five. I'm like, okay, cool. And then a, f- a day before, he messaged me, hey, my head actor, like my lead actor just got COVID. So we're like we're waiting for his results. Like he got exposed to it. We don't know. I'll let you know. I'm like, okay. And it just never got back to me. I got uh, so sad. I'm like, oh, okay, that's understandable though. Like, I hope everything you know was okay with like with with the with the guy and yeah. nothing serious happened, mm. you know. But it was just I don't know. Like, it's still like because this was maybe like last month or so. Oh so yeah. So it's just like it's still in effect, you know. That's what sucks. Yeah, dude. It's yeah, still no, it's still a part of life. Yeah, it's crazy. Two years in, you know, and it's still it's it could still cancel certain events. Oh, big time. Yeah. So big it's just crazy. Time, big time. Yeah, I think it's just that's just gonna be how it is for a little while it's like we can do stuff but we gotta be careful yeah, yeah. i think for the next like two years it's gonna be like that still at least yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh but mark i think it's mark you're talking about yes right? I am well, mark. he's so good um his kids do such good work yeah he he went to school in like ut austin for film stuff he's so talented him and joe for us do the all of the uh the theater stuff at nixon yeah yeah dude having people like that in our community also make it super cool. You know what I mean? Like people doing short films, people yeah. doing comedy, people doing theater, people doing murals, people doing paintings, people doing coffee, people selling cactuses. I'm looking at uh, El Venado Azul. Yeah. Uh, it's available for all of your cactus to Chris. needs. Yes, Chris Segovia. If you need honey or cactuses or... Or coffee, because he also does roaster. That's true. That's yeah. just true. That guy always has something... Up his sleeve, something right? Going. Yeah, something mm-hmm. going. That's great mm-hmm. for him, you know. It's always good yeah, to have something in your hands, you know. You know, he used to he used to be a falconer. Yes, yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This was like a. I think I think he was. We were in college together. We were doing that time. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so so random, you know. Yeah, man. He just always has something going on. But you know, get to know your community. Mm-hmm. There's all these different characters in it. You know what I mean? Everybody has a story. That's what it's all about. But okay, I think this is gonna be a good spot too. I think to so. I think we've yeah, we talk, covered all covered a lot of different covered different bases. But yeah, uh, is there anything you want to plug in, like social media accounts or you know anything you, people should check out? Um, my Instagram is the Great Castby. The Great Castby. Castby like Castillon, C A S T. Um, it's not easy to remember, easy to spell. Uh, it's not marketable doesn't it's okay anything. i'm gonna put it in the description yeah. of the episode don't worry there you go cool <laughs> that's me that's like where i hang out most of, mo- most of the time um i'll probably be changing that soon but uh you know that's where i hang out go um go watch theater go, go watch, theater, watch go. stand up go patronize your local bookstores and coffee yes. shops yes 100 percent. that's 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 all all right. Well, thank you so much, man. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for get to getting to know you and, you know, mm-hmm. for being a part of it. And I know I randomly asked you while you're sitting down and working, but yeah. thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate no, it. I'm always down to talk. It's well, cool. I'm a talker. Right. Thank you guys so much for listening. That's been another episode. So catch you next time.
Love you. Bye.